Hey everybody, in today's episode, I get to interview Vanessa Oakden, who's the Curator of Regional and Community Archaeology at the Museum of Liverpool. Vanessa and I first met last year on my very first dig, which was a community dig led by the Museum of Liverpool, and she was kind enough to let me interview her and learn about her archaeology journey. So I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Throw Me in a Ditch, an archaeology podcast, and I'm your host, Annabelle. I'm here today with the curator of regional and community archaeology for the Museum of Liverpool, Vanessa Oakden. Um, how are you today, Vanessa? I'm great, thank you. Awesome. So yeah, um, could you tell me a bit about your like journey with archaeology? Like, how did you first learn about the field, get really like excited and like you know involved in it? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I always, you know, always knew it was out there sort of ever from being a kid. Whenever we went on a holiday, um, usually in Ireland, we'd stop, possibly due to car sickness, but there'd always be a standing stone or a dolmen or something we'd pull into um, and go and have a bit of an explore. So I sort of knew, you know, about it in that way, but I didn't really know it was something you could do as a job, I suppose until much later and um, yeah I remember there was one page in my textbook in my history book in secondary school um, that talked about archaeology and I thought gosh that'd be that sounds really good um, you know you wouldn't be stuck in front of a computer all day um, of course now that I am stuck in front of a computer for a lot of the time because you still have to do all the research and the um, post-excavation work and emails and all the rest but um, yeah that's what really drew me to it the fact that it was something a bit different that nobody else was doing that I knew of so awesome um like did you do um your like undergrad grad in it and like your master's in it yeah so I did my uh undergrad degree was history with archaeology um at uh, Bangor University in Wales so I was a bit you know I had that one page in my textbook, but I didn't actually know if I would like archaeology once I got stuck into it. Um, so I, I played it safe and picked history with archaeology and thought, well, at least if, you know, if it all goes wrong, I'll still like one half of my degree. So that was my safety net. Um, and then after that, I did an MPhil in medieval history in Trinity College, Dublin, um, sort of really focusing on the Vikings um, for that. So um and then from there, I went into commercial archaeology where I started. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, for like um, your masters, what what like was there anything in particular that sort of like drew you to like focus on Vikings and stuff like that, or you, or did you were you like oh that's kind of cool? Yeah, a bit of both. Um, I thought it was cool, um, but I suppose. Growing up in Dublin, it's all about the Vikings. Um, you know, they, they sort of established Dublin as a, as a town and, you know, the Viking splash tour and these big yellow um, boats would go past you every so often when you were walking through town. So, um, yeah, it was just, it, I suppose it was it was just something I was aware of. Um, I was really interested in, in the period and so many sort of changes and different things going on and the material culture as well around the Vikings um was really interesting um so yeah so I went, I went for them awesome so um you did commercial like how long were you in that for and like how was it 
what you were expecting when you first started or was it a bit different? Um, like how was your experience doing that? I, well, I'm not sure what I expected, really. I don't think you necessarily, um, when you're learning all the theory behind everything, you have a great idea of commercial archaeology. Um, but yeah, I did it for two years, um, sort of digging around Ireland. And I started in February when the ground was frozen solid and we spent most of the time sitting in the site hut um, waiting for the ground to thaw so we could mattock it. Um, so I just, you know, I was sat there and I thought, if I can get through February, it's going to get better. So, um, and it did get better. So my next site was a amazing sort of um, prehistoric and early medieval wetland site um, in County Longford called Ederclune. And that was just an amazing site. So it was all sort of um, remains of met of wooden trackways and in, in a sort of bog setting. So it was all perfectly preserved and, you know, you mushed away bits of bog and you could see all the bark was still golden on some of these big timbers. Um, and then within a couple of seconds really of it being exposed to the air, to the oxygen, they turned black. So that was, you know, just really, yeah, amazing to be able to say. So it did get better from that first start of frozen ground in February. Um, and yeah, and it just went on from there, various different sites um, for a couple of years and then um, moved over to the UK and got into sort of um, small finds for um, a more object related jobs. Awesome. That's pretty cool. So um, this is a random question. What's your favorite planet? Oh, gosh, that is a random question. I've not prepared for that question. Um, can I say Earth? Is that really boring? No, you can say Earth. Earth is pretty cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never, I know space archaeology exists, but space has never been something that's overly fascinated me, I'm afraid. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, uh, I don't know if that's, I'll stick with what I know. <laughs> I got you. That's cool. Yeah, no, I like to ask guests. Just one random question. Just like planets. Planets, you know, food, cheese, cereal. That got somebody one time. It was actually really good. They reversed it back at me and I did not have an answer. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, you know, going back on topic for archaeology. Um, so you like, when you moved to the UK, you didn't do any um, like commercial or anything. So you did like mostly small finds or did you do any commercial? Uh, no, not in the UK. So I started, um, well, struggled to find a job in archaeology. Um, mm -hmm. So I started volunteering um, on a site in uh, near Stockport, Mellor. Um, and that was that was quite good. And yeah, I just, well, I suppose I was I was more tied down with family once I moved to the UK. So I was moving about less. Um, which, you know, when I was in Ireland, I was, I was happy to move house every six months or every nine months or so, which was more of a challenge um, later on. But um, yeah, so I did that. And then I got a job um, working with the Portable Antiquity Scheme. So I got a part-time role with them. So the Portable Antiquity Scheme records uh, chance finds found by members of the public, so mainly metal detector users, and records them on a national database so they can then be used in research. 
um, and for various different things. So, um, so yeah, so I got that job part time and then my job share moved on and got a new role. So I became full time with that very conveniently for me. Um, and that was based at National Museums Liverpool. And then I've just sort of progressed um, with it within the museum sort of into a curatorial role um, from there. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, so like what you do now with archaeology, with, you know, like community digs, because that's how we met. Super cool. Yeah. Honestly, great experience. So I would like to thank you for that. Um, yeah, but um, what's your favorite, um, like sort of like what's your favorite thing about archaeology or like your current position or, you know, something along those lines? Um, I mean, I suppose discovering an amazing find is always going to be really exciting. Um, so that's always going to be up there. But I suppose in my day to day job, it's working with people really. So in everything, um, so when I was the finance liaison officer with the Portable Antiquity Scheme, that was, you know, it was the outreach and connecting with people. And it's the same with community archeology span and um, my role as a curator, I really love, you know, getting other people excited about archeology span um, and sharing those skills. And that's the, the great thing about doing a, a community dig that local people who walked over a site hundreds thousands of times and never known you know there was structures underneath the grass a couple of inches down um, and getting them excited in archaeology um, so I run the young archaeologist club for the Mercy and D branch as well so um, yeah so we've got all the sort of eight to 16 year olds who get involved in archaeology through that um, and just yeah just talking to people getting have you know different experiences and it's not just sort of I suppose people learning about their local archaeology through us at the museum or through my role it you know we learn through um them as well and their connections to um what we're doing and and stories and things like that so it's it's a two-way street and yeah it's really good awesome um what's your, do you have like a least favorite thing a least favorite thing yeah in terms Either in archaeology, your experiences in archaeology, current position. Oh. I suppose, um, yeah, stones or going back to space, meteorites. So we get a lot of people who think they might have found a meteorite or think they might have found a prehistoric tool. Um, you know, which is fair enough. You might be walking along and pick up something that you think looks really interesting. Um, but more often than not, it's just a stone or it's been eroded due to being in water or something like that. Um, so often I have to disappoint people and tell them, you know, actually that precious, precious stone that you've been keeping, you know, it isn't isn't prehistoric or it hasn't been used. Well, it could have been picked up and used by chance, but it wasn't made for that purpose. Um, so I suppose disappointing those people and, you know, having to to say that to people who think they've they're quite excited about something is is yeah probably my my least favorite thing awesome um what's like the most along those lines like what's the most interesting someone's brought like interesting um object artifact that someone's brought to you oh gosh that's really tricky um i mean i've had amazing thing you know um bronze age axes and things like that we've 
excavated a Roman coin hoard, the Muxford hoard, um, and you know things like that were really really exciting to do. But one that sticks in my mind um, was a little lead figurine. So it was a little lead figure um, with a human body and its head was a dice. So its head was a square sort of with, with the little hits on it to form a dice. And to this day, I have no idea why it exists or what it was for. I presume it's, you know, somebody was making up their own game. Never kind of parallel for it. Um, but yeah, it's one of those that I've always wondered, you know, was it just somebody messing, somebody learning to make things in the past? Um, I don't know, a child's toy. So I think the ones that I can't quite pin down, but it, yeah, it didn't, didn't match up with anything. It's always stuck with me in a way. One day I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so what's your favorite, like, nonfiction piece of archaeology media it could be like a documentary it could be a show it could be books podcasts Ooh. that's really tricky I don't know I, I suppose just reading um yeah sort of um archaeology books I can't go into it can't go into a museum such as you know with a nice good gift shop without picking up a new book not necessarily saying I've read all of the ones that I've bought because <laughs> there is a few, but I'll always, yeah, just pick up one more because I might read it at some point. Um, what's your favorite, um, like archaeology theme TV show or film that's fictional? Okay, um, maybe Timeline. I've watched that quite a few times when I was younger, when I was in uni. I think I had it on. D dvd back in the day um so yeah I'll go with that one awesome it's pretty good it's a pretty good choice it's pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> um do you have um uh, like a real life archaeologist either in the past or the present that either inspired you or like you sort of look up to in any sort of way um i don't know i suppose no one in particular in terms of the the big names really, but I suppose people who I've um, connected with. So maybe um, Professor Nancy Edwards. So she was one of my first lecturers at Bangor, um, and she looked at sort of early medieval sculpture um, quite a bit, and then that fed into my MPhil dissertation. One of the one of the um, things I looked at was Viking sculpture on the Isle of Man um so yeah so so maybe maybe nancy okay cool um do you have a favorite fictional archaeologist Sorry. do you have a favorite fictional archaeologist oh, archaeologist um i don't know i mean they're all a bit tomb raidery aren't they <laughs> oh just yeah just a bit i'm not, I'm not the most ethical <laughs> um it's yeah I'd quite just like to see one that actually just goes out and does a dig and doesn't, you know, <laughs> fills in their context sheets and, oh. and does the rest. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe Lara Croft have a push. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I, re I, I recently rewatched the first Lara Croft film 
-hmm. And I was like, wow, this, it felt like a video game, not gonna lie. It felt like a video game when I rewatched it. Uh Yeah, I was like, okay, this is a vibe. I don't know what type of vibe, but it's a vibe. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Where, what direction um, do you see, like, archaeology starting to go in? Or what direction do you, would you, like, would your ideal direction be? Especially since, like, you know, you run the Young Archaeologists Club um, and stuff like that. So, like, with these, like, you know, kids or even, like, people who are currently in uni and stuff like that, um, like, what do you see them doing in the future that maybe we can't do now? Hmm. I mean, I, I suppose technology will come into it a lot. I mean, there's stuff that um, exists now, like photogrammetry, that we're, you know, we're doing quite a bit on sites that wouldn't have happened when I started out in archaeology. So I suppose um, thinking about technology, there'll be there'll be all sorts in the future that we've not thought about, really. Um, but yeah, it'd be quite cool to go back and ex- re-excavate sort of sites we've maybe made assumptions about in the past um, and just use new techniques and new new technology and just sort of reassess. Um, would be interesting but yeah just having it more accessible as well and open to everybody um would be great like especially in terms of training digs and things like that that's one question I get a lot from um members of YAC or when we're out doing community digs people want to know how they can get involved and really and it's a lot of the training digs because you have to pay for them then that puts up barriers and people struggle to get into it um so it would be just really lovely to have more open, accessible excavations that people could sort of train on. Um, and then, of course, archaeology is not just digging. There's loads of different types of archaeology you can do as well. So, um, yeah, just letting everybody experience it, I suppose. Cool. Awesome. And then um, this is sort of going back to, like, your experiences with like commercial archaeology versus like working in like a museum and doing community digs like are there any um like massive differences that you've noticed um yeah i suppose um with the i mean i was quite low down the pecking order when i when i was in commercial archaeology so um you know i, th- I think there might have been yeah, I think I, if I could go back, I would ask a lot more questions about what I was doing and why I was doing it and that sort of thing. Um, whereas in community archaeology, the focus is more on teaching people, um, you know, what's going on and the whole story of the site. I think when I was digging commercially, it was a lot more about deadlines and the rush, um, you know, because, um, yeah. You'd, you'd need to be off-site by a certain date, basically. Um, so, although we still we still have deadlines in in community archaeology, you know, those sort of, um, I suppose, funding-focused deadlines because we need to send back the fencing and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it, it's more... Um, it's just more relaxed, really, I suppose. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's sort of... You know, I'm as you know, I'm I'm very new to archaeology, um, specifically commercial, um, 
actually not just archaeology in general but yeah no i noticed that as well um like you know like with the community dig that we met on um yeah it was pretty chill it was nice it was relaxed i was learning a lot you know met a bunch of different people um and then now it's just like super fast-paced yeah 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 it's wild yeah yeah no. yeah awesome and then one more question how would you describe archaeology or the history sector to or heritage sector i mean to like someone who doesn't either doesn't know much about it or someone who is very interested in it gosh that's tricky um i suppose it's broad it's varied you know i think um yeah if you know if you if you got a particular interest um then there will be loads of information out there and generally people are happy to point you in the right direction and happy to help and you know especially if um they've done a bit of research usually you know you want to share that and you want people to be um using that um so yeah i think it's um and then you end up going down a random rabbit hole, I suppose, is the other thing. And <laughs> going off on a tangent. I never thought I'd be sort of digging industrial sites when I started out. But for community archaeology, that's really, really great. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure that that answered your question. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, awesome. Well, yeah. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? So just thank you for giving me the opportunity to chat to you and um and for coming on our community dig. It was great to have you. Um kept coming back and yeah. helping out and getting through all that rubble. Oh, there's so much <laughs> rubble. Oh man. <laughs> Sometimes I think about that, especially like over the winter when the ground was frozen. I was like, the rubble prepared me for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really did. <laughs> it did. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, um, Thank you for, you know, stopping by on the podcast and chatting. That's all right. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed hearing about Vanessa's story and learned a bit about community, archaeology, and being a curator, and, you know, how it's different from being a commercial archaeologist from Vanessa. So, once again, hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions, comments, anything you want to say to me, Hit me up on Twitter or X at DitchPod. And feel free to email me if you have any cool archaeology stories, news stories, anything like that, at DitchPod at gmail.com. Until then, stay hydrated, be a sponge. <laughs>